To Cast and Wax, my name is Rory Sindrin. Uh, that was singing done by Mr. Scape White, who is, of course, my co-host. Hello, Scape. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a good singer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Usually you say thank you when other people compliment you, but that's fine. We have a very exciting show uh, lined up for you today. Uh, first of all, I should get out of the way the the, uh, the questions you might have. How many hosts do we have? Just the two, yes. Uh, still just myself and Scape. Yes, no, we know you're here. Um, Jordan is still kidnapped, and Frank is still missing. So it's still just the two of us for now, but it's probably for the best. So, um, all right. We have a number of things to, to, to uh, listen to. We have a few shows for you today. We have some, you know, history, of course. We have a few letters to get to, and we have... Um, you know, the the regular banter that, that we do. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at the banter, I think. Well, you're not bad at it. I mean, you do you do talk sometimes. I must say, though, uh, when there's more hosts than just you and my, myself, a lot of times you don't do a lot of the talking. No, because I, because other people talk and I just go, well, if other people go and talk, I'll just sleep. Right, but, you know, you should really take more of an active role. I mean, again, I, it's good that you're here with me now, because I, I wouldn't want it to just be myself, alone, just talking and talking and talking. I mean, that's what I'd have to do if I was by myself. But for you to be here with me, that's, that's useful, and we can talk to each other. Yes, that's true. Right, so um, what should we uh, talk about, yes? Well, well, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, what, is, what is exciting? What kind of things do you want to talk about? Oh, uh, you know, I, I, there is one thing I can, I can talk about. Um, we didn't get any letters about it, um, but last week you did write an episode of Slam Jackson, and um, I did hear through the grapevine, mostly through through Twitter. No, I don't have my own Twitter, but I was looking at Jordan's Twitter. And um, people did say they liked it. I, I did hear a few people saying that they thought it was a really good episode. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I could write more stuff. Well, I'm, I'm sure you could. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's necessary right now, but yes, I'm sure you I'm sure you could write more things. Of course, of course you could. Well, you know, it's been a really long time since we did Scabies story. 
stories. Why don't we do Skypey stories? Don't worry about that. Well, I, you know, yes, I suppose that is something we could do. I mean, you know, your father used to read you the stories, though, and he's not here. Well, you could do it. You take over the show, you could take over that part of the show. I, yes, I don't, I mean, I don't really want to sit around reading stories to a cat. You know, it seems a bit pointless. It's not pointless, it's point full. There's a point. The point is that we would do escapey stories. Well, not today. I mean, you know, not today. Maybe in the future uh, we could do that. But for now, uh, let's not do that. Oh. Besides, I mean, I'm hopeful that we'll get your father back. Oh, speaking of which, let's 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 get right into it because it is an important thing. We did get a sound clip uh, from the people who kidnapped Jordan. Now, for those of you uh, who are concerned about these sort of things, of course, of course I sent it to the police. Of course I did. But I did save a copy, of course, so that we could do it on the podcast, as it was intended. They recorded it for us to play on the podcast, and uh, here it is. So, um, from, uh, I don't know who it's from, obviously. Uh, hopefully someone knows. Hopefully Charles knows. But, uh, yes, let's, let's get right into it. Here is a clip we got from the kidnappers of the host of the podcast, Jordan D. White. Is this thing on? Hello? Alright, this is the Bingham Pin Bruisers with a special message for the podcast. We've got your host right here, Jordan D. White, safe and sound. Say hello, Jordan. That's him. Hold up the newspaper. That's right, so you know it's today. We don't have a list of demands because there are no demands. We kidnapped him And that's it. If you don't like it, well, I guess that sucks for you. You may have noticed there are a lot of people out there that slaved away doing hard work for the morality machine. Turned out that was a lie. We decided that anybody that lied to us, make us waste our lives, deserves to be made to pay. Ain't that right? Would it be easier for you to talk with that rag out of your mouth? All right, here. I don't think that I need to pay. The morality machine, it was just trying to make everybody better. It was trying to make everybody better, so there's really no reason to do this. Just let me go home. After our little experiment's been a success, see, I think you'll like it a lot better when we're through. Well, I know, but I, there's, I don't need, we don't need to do any science. Don't worry, all the science is finished. We've invented the happiness machine. What, what does that mean? It's a machine that makes people happy. The first portion is that guy over there. What, that guy, he's not, he doesn't seem like a machine. That's the cleverness of the whole thing. Hey, Jordan, are you happy? No, I want to go home. Get him. Ow! Ow! Ow, stop it! Ow! Well... Let's try again. Are you happy? Happy I just got hit? No, why would I- I get him. Ow! Ow! Damn it! Ow! Why? Well, the happiness machine works really simple. It's uh, for your own good. It makes you happy. See, every time you report anything that sounds unhappy, like a complaint or a statement along the lines of, I am unhappy. Yeah? Try it out. See how it works. Make a statement. I don't want to. Oh, well, if you don't want to do it, you must be unhappy with it. Ow! <laughs> Ow! That... Uh, oh, uh. Everything I've heard about you makes you out to be a pretty smart guy. Let's hear another statement, see if you detect the pattern. Okay. Um... I love my wife. But you're not with her right now, so you must not be happy! Ow! <laughs> oh, God, why? Okay, okay. 
Um, ask me about good things. Can you just do that? How about that? What do you think of well-prepared legs of lamb? Uh, they are pretty good. Well, you haven't got one now, have you? No, that's not fair! I'm thinking about... Just thinking about them makes me happy. Oh, well, right then. Good. Yeah, it's a good thing you're thinking about leg of lamb, ain't it? Yes. So we're all happy? Very happy. See how well this works? Yes. Everyone should have one. See, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, your beloved host is happy, right? Yes. And he's glad to be here, right? Uh... Is it... Is it possible I could say, like... I'm happy, but, like, I would be happier somewhere else. Well, that's an in-between statement. You only get half a punch. Uh, okay, well, that was not as bad. Oh, no, you'd like starting to like it. Well, no, I, w- I would... Ow! 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 So there's nothing to worry about. We've invented something even greater than the morality machine. So don't try and find Jordan D. White. I assure you... He's safe and sound and extremely happy. Yes, I'm happy. Much more happy than he would be doing the podcast where there's no one to enforce it at all. Well, technically, I'm doing the podcast now, right? No, you're doing a hostage tape. But it's for the podcast. Possibly, yes. All right, well, uh, what do you normally do on a podcast? I don't know. I play the ukulele and talk about stuff. All right, well, we talk about stuff already. Is that it? did you take my ukulele? You're tied up. Uh, you can't play ukulele where you're tied up. Well, that sucks. I... Ow! Ow! Ah! Ow! I just, I meant because I, I like my ukulele. It makes me happy. But you're all right with not having it now, right? Makes you happy not to play it, right? It makes me really happy not to play it. Great. It's hard work to, to play it. Okay, everybody. So there's no need to come looking for this guy because he's totally happy, right? Yes. And also, there's nothing illegal or anything going on because he's, he's happy, right? He wants to be here. Yes. Okay, so next time you're wondering what happened to that guy that was on the show, just think, oh, that's okay. He's much more happy right now than otherwise. So, screw off. All right, that was the hostage tape. What'd you think? I, I liked it so much. Great, me too. I think I've got a future in hostage tapes. Night, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Huh. Well, um, that's certainly not pleasant. I, uh, I know torture is not, um, a good thing, but he sounds like he's well. He's, he says he's happy, so... I, no, I don't think he's really happy, though. Now, I don't, I mean, I don't think he is either, but there's a recording saying that he is, so... But does that, he could be wrong. Yes, but it's recorded, so it's legal evidence now. I mean, the police, I don't know how the police are going to touch them now, because Jordan says he's there happily, you know, willingly, which means they haven't even kidnapped him. I, I don't know if there's anything they can do. Well... I don't know. I mean, couldn't somebody just beat him up? Beat up the bruises? Yeah, why don't you kick, kick, kick him? Well, because I'm not, I mean, I'm not that strong of a person. I, I don't think, I mean, I, I could try. I mean, no, no, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try. I would get hurt. They would end up using them, the happiness machine on me. It would hurt me. And then I would be the one saying I was happy and I would be lying. Well, but you would say you're happy, so. Yes, but I'd be lying, just like Jordan's lying. Clearly, neither of us are happy about the situation, but. As far as the police go, they've got a recording of him saying he's happy. I don't think they're going to investigate. They're going to get that recording, and they're going to... I mean, listen, I, I, it's too late for me to take it back. I already forwarded the email to the police. I hadn't listened to it first. You know, I, I listened to it now just for the first time. But I 
sent it to the police, so the police are probably going to take that as a indication that there really was no crime and stop their investigation. Oh, this is not good. This is very bad. How are we going to get Jordan back? You can always pay Slam Jackson. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to pay Slam. Ja- I'm not going to pay Slam Jackson because I'm already paying Slam Jackson too much. All right, look, we've got a lot of stuff on the podcast, so. And I've got things to do. I've got, I've got to get ready. I, I actually next weekend. I'm not sure there will be a podcast next weekend. If I can do one, I will. But I might not be able to because I, I, I am going to a convention, a, a an extra historian convention. It's in Paris. I'm not looking forward to that. You know. I mean, I have to go. I'm giving a keynote speech. But you know, going to Paris, it, you know, it's full of French people, and they're just, they're just rude. You know, they're just rude. And I, I don't want to go. But at any rate, I have to. So extra historical convention next week. We'll see. If I can do a podcast, I will. If I can't, I can. I can do the podcast by myself. No, you can't do the podcast by yourself. Don't be ridiculous. I could. No, you you can't. You physically can't. Just like you can't record your own songs by yourself, you can't record. How are you going to set up the machine? How are you going to edit it? How are you going to put in the clips? You know, there's nothing. You 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 physically cannot p- put out a podcast by yourself. You need me to be there to do it. Well, you could just. I don't know. You could just like leave it recording. And I could just talk. No, that's not going to work. No, I was saying, you would just leave recording, I would just talk, and then when I'm done, I would, you know, go to sleep or whatever. And then when you get back, you could edit it in the episode that I, you could edit in everything that you have to edit. And have hours and hours, days of blank recording. I mean, this is a really pointless thing to do. Not to mention, if I'm not going to be able to edit it until I get back, it's not going to go up next week anyway. No, this is pointless. There's, there's not going to be a podcast next week if I can't be there to do it, of course. All right, fine. Right. Now, uh, we did have... Oh, we have something special. Um, as you recall, uh, every week, our friend Charles sends in a letter where he's sending us new serials. Well, this week, he sent in a special audio clip letter. So, instead of sending us a letter, he sent us a little mp3 that has himself giving us an audio message. I want to express that this is something everyone can do. If you'd like to, instead of sending us an email at castandwax at gmail.com, you could send us an mp3 at castandwax at gmail.com of yourself saying the thing you want to say, and then that way, instead of us reading it out loud, we can play it. You know, try not to send a really long mp3, you know, of, of an appropriate length for us to play, but you know, I just figured this would be a way that you could express yourself in a slightly different way, as Charles has done here. So, um, let's listen to Charles's letter, and then uh, we'll get to the, uh, the podcast. Dear Cast and Wax, so I'm, I'm recording this letter beforehand. I know Jordan um, is, is a literate guy, but he's been kidnapped. He's not around. I know Rory doesn't like reading them aloud. He always gets, uh, you know, he always has to read them. So, I mean, take that off his shoulders and escape. He's a cat. Uh, I'm not even positive he can read. So, I, you know, I just recorded it, you know, so I'll, I'll read it on the air. Everything's pretty fine here. Things are normal. Um, nothing really to get that upset about, I think. Slam's still looking for a Frank, and, um, still no vigilante groups. I mean, there's no morality machine, so there's nothing to get that upset about. Everyone who was upset left, you know, and they said they were gonna go make Jordan pay or something, so. Um, they're not, the people that are upset really aren't around anymore. And everyone's left is just kind of, you know, going along their happy way. But we, we did get some podcast, uh, episodes together. We've got Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Super Villainy recline into despair and we've got another episode from uh slam's search for uh search for frank so i think in this episode he goes to somalia so clearly clearly he's not just using the funds for vacation the way he was before when he went to italy but anyway i hope you enjoy the podcasts and i'll talk to you next week charles berman thank you very much charles um that was lovely of you to to do that audio recording for us uh let's see what did you talk about this is i guess the downside of the audio recordings is that when when there's a physical letter i can i can look back at what you said and address the things you said whereas now i've totally forgotten everything you've said even though i just listened to it a second ago so 
What did he talk about, Skip? Not moist food, I'll tell you that much. No, I don't think he you know, talked about moist food at all. Um, oh, something about not a lot going on, yes? No, there's not a lot going on, uh, because, of the, as you said, the bruisers have left, and they've kidnapped Jordan, as I've played for you. And Charles, I think you should feel slightly responsible, because that was a vigilante group you put together that kidnapped my friend. Well, the host of the podcast, anyway. So, you know, you are partially responsible for this, whether or not you're legally responsible, and whether or not there is a legal issue at all, since Jordan is... Apparently happy that he was kidnapped, but you, you understand what I'm saying. I think you should feel the 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 the, the burden of some of this, um, you know, weight of this crime, or you know, I- inconvenience for me at least, if not other things. So you, okay, you brought you sent in stuff. You sent in a, a Donny Palumbo. That's wonderful. You sent in a search for Frank. Amazing, wonderful. We we will listen to that. Well, I think we should start out. No, escape. Tell me if you think I'm incorrect. Okay. I think we should start out with Donny Palumbo. You know, then we can go into this day in history and where they're now in history. My work, of course. Right, right. And then we should finish with the search for Frank, since I'm sure that will you know have something we can talk about, like you know what is going on with Frank and whether the investigation is useful. That sounds pretty good. I think Sam Jackson is a really good guy. You think why? Why do you think Sam Jackson is a good guy? Because he's going to give me two bars of moist food. What? No, why would he do that? Because I wrote it in an episode. If I write it, it's going to happen. Well, but, I mean, well, we don't even know if they're going to record that episode. So, you know, we don't know that it is going to happen. I think it will, because I wrote it. When you write things, they happen. It's not true. Just because you write something down doesn't mean... Uh, first of all, you didn't write it down. Second of all, just because you write something doesn't mean it's going to happen. I think it would. We'll see. We'll see. All right. I mean, I, I find it unlikely. I bet you. I bet you it does. Well, what do you want to bet me? I bet your moist food. I don't want your moist food. Well, I, it doesn't matter. I'm going to win, so I'll get just double moist food. You get triple moist food because two from him and one from me, but it doesn't... I'm not going to make the bet because there's nothing in it for me to bet. Okay, okay. If you win, if he never gives me moist food, I'll give you a million dollars. No, because, no, this is, this is silly. Because, first of all, you don't have a million dollars. Well, but I could... You could, perhaps, but you don't. And I don't even know that you could. Because, first of all, you're a cat. Second of all, I'm in the middle of a first of all already. So I can't go double, first of all, but I'm, I'm doubling down, first of all. First of all, you're a cat. Second of all, you don't have a job. Third of all, you don't have any money. Look, I know you don't have anything. So that's the, the big first of all thing. Second first of all, second of all, I mean, third, here's the other thing. Okay. I can't win because how will I prove that he never gives it? If I say, well, he still hasn't given it to you, you could say, well, he will. And then I will have to wait until it until all time happens. And once all time has already occurred, there's no point in a million dollars. Then I have lots of time to save up the million dollars. But I won't have any time to spend it. So it's a good bet for me. Right. It is a good, it's, it's a very good bet for you and it is totally pointless for me, so there's no reason for me to do it. Well, fine. But I'm still going to get double moist food. Or you're going to get no moist food. One of the two. But, you know, who's counting? I'm, ca- I'm going to count the moist foods. That's not what... Okay, that's not what I meant. <sighs> Where are we? What are we talking about? Oh, let's go to our cereals. How about that? Um, first up, we do have Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainy uh, right here for your listening. Please, yeah. Columbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainy! Episode 8, Recline into Despair. By Cheryl Casey.
previously on Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainy. That's Rob Moffat's Clubhouse of Supervillainy! Events come to a head when Lisa discovered a ransom note in Donnie's ransacked apartment. Overcome with rage, the superheroine has gone rogue in an attempt to rescue her beloved and punish all those involved with his disappearance. Everything was falling nicely into place. It was hard to contain all my excitement. I felt like a little kid on Christmas morning. Only, I never wanted to tie Santa to a recliner and engage in PG-13 rated M-type canoodling with him. I anticipated that Lisa might be a little upset with me, but that's why we were going to strap her to a chair with a titanium cord first, so she wouldn't overreact. I'd explain things, she'd calm down, I'd set her free, and then we'd go to dinner, closer than we'd ever been before. Everything was perfect. Absolutely perfect. I'm so lonely! Yeah? At least you have an excuse. Excuse me? I mean, look at me. We're all born into this world alone, but I've stayed solitary ever since. And why? Look at me! What's so wrong with me? W- what? I'm, I mean, I don't... That is to say... Nothing I'd... is wrong with me! Absolutely nothing! My skin is flawless, my hair cost me $75 before I even tipped the stylist, and if you even think of saying my nose is too long, it means you don't know anything! It's dignified and poetic. God, you're so plebeian. But I have an excuse? Duh. Huh. Do you think it's because I've been pushing everyone away lately? I mean, I was keeping my girlfriend at distance to try to remind her what I meant to her, but now Rob won't even talk to me. You think I should call him? What? No. I meant that you're lonely because you're a reprehensible douche and no one wants to be near you. What? I'll have you know that... Wait, what are you doing here anyway? You wanted coffee. Oh, where's my coffee? I went to go get it, but then Titus Eroticus stopped me. He wanted to deliver it to you, personally. Really? Huh. Well, uh, uh, chew. Uh, your dignified and poetic nose disturbs me. Whatever. Yes, who is it? Frankie, I am come to talk with thee. Oh, hey, Titus. I heard you wanted to talk to me. I bring you tidings and great fortune. Behold, coffee from beyond the clubhouse walls. You went out to get this? You didn't have to. The little shop in the Eastern Wing is pretty good. Professor Von Crazy is an excellent barista. Will it please you drink? Will it please your highness parched? Mm, mm. I, I don't think I recognize the flavor. Fear. Loathing. A society of ill intent. I like it. I'll have to remember it. Forsooth, young Frankie, I beg you speak freely. As vile and cunning as a plan may be, it is but a sparkle in mine eye of mine ire, should it never be spoken. (laughs) Oh, Titus. Oh, I can never understand what you're saying. Frankie, didst thou doot? Didst I thou what? Didst thou doot? Didst thou deliver the letter powerful enough to strike at the heart of Phantasma's being? Didst thou, as an ancient and forgotten specter, grant me my one beloved wish, both violent and brutal? The letter? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's been taken care of. 
Gracious sir, truly blessed am I to be in the humble shade of your pert silhouette. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say pert necessarily. Uh, more broad, you know, uh, manly. Say and- no more. Trouble not yourself with thine utterances of modesty. Venture forth forevermore on my right as a brother, as a true friend, and accept one last meager gift that will never be worthy of the thousand thanks I owe. You don't need to thank me. Wait, where are we going? Henceforth! And so we traveled henceforth to a strange little wing of the clubhouse that I'd never seen before deep into the bowels of the earth. I couldn't help but be impressed by the padding on the wall and the thickness of the doors. Is it a new car? Nay. A gift certificate to that little boutique I like? Nay. Nay. (gasps) Nay. (gasps) It's a pony, isn't it? Patience, good sir. Patience, I pray you. In good time shall all secrets be revealed. So, that's a no on the pony? I do like ponies. Behold. Behold? What am I beholding? What am I looking at? In peace and honor rest you here, my friend. Fear's readiest champions repose you here in rest, secure from worldly chances and mishaps. Is that... is that really... Titus! Give me a staff of honor for mine age, but not a scepter to control the world. This throne beckons none but Avalon. Mere Titus bows meekly in its presence. That's my new throne? That? Titus, it's it's fantastic. It's huge and powerful. I don't know what to say. Uh, somewhere a unicorn has just sprouted wings. It doth my worthy lord, and in this match I hold me highly honored of your grace. Sit, sit, I pray you, and reap the presence well worthy you, imperial lord. I'm sitting, I'm sitting. Is, is it? Is it a recliner? Indeed. Uh, Titus, uh, this is a little, I mean... I checked the the manual, and uh, normally thrones aren't equipped with uh, restraints. Some devil whisper curses in mine ear, and prompt me that my tongue may utter forth the venomous malice of my swelling heart. I'm sure that'd be real nice, Titus, if I could understand what you're saying. You've always been a little daft, haven't you, Mr. Palumbo? But I want you to think very hard about this. Thrones don't typically recline, do they? No? I did really want a torture recliner for the clubhouse. Ah, so you are capable of learning. You called me Mr. Palumbo. I did. But how did you... I mean, I never... Did you think I earned the title General of Sorrow merely by talking like an ass? Get with it, Donnie. I think I liked you better when you weren't talking modern English. What are you going to do? What I always do. I've amassed an army, I've ordered a cake, and you just sent a ransom note to your girlfriend. Wait! No! This isn't... I mean... I just... And I've I've got to thank you, kid. I couldn't have done it without you. In 
that episode of Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainy, Donnie was Ed Jones, Ms. Conception was Angela Tymon, Titus Eroticus was Charles Berman, and Rob was Jordan Randall. Hello, my name is Rory Sinjin on WHRW Binghamton's This Day in History. On June 13, 1807, President Thomas Jefferson receives a subpoena to testify in the treason trial of his former Vice President Aaron Burr. In the subpoena, Burr asked Jefferson to produce documents that might exonerate him. Documents? Documents? What the hell do you want with documents? I can't have people coming up to me day and Whoa. night asking me to Whoa. fill out paperwork. TJ! TJ! So many TJ! Calm down! What? I'm the one on trial! Here, I should be the one making the spectacle of myself. I was the one. Spectacle? With the, you think I'm making a spectacle? I was the one with saying. the aborted scuba coup that didn't work, and it makes me angry. But you don't see me exploding. exploding? All right? Is that what you think? Hey! Exploding. Hey! Oh, hey! hey. Oh, Guys! Yeah? Calm down! Alright. I hate Hamilton! No, no, calm down! Listen to me! When I should have been president! Shut up! Shut up! When you get upset, before you make loud outbursts like that, count to ten and breathe deep breaths! Wait! One! Two! Three! Slowly! Four. Slowly! Whoa, slowly! Whoa, calm, calm down! Wait, that's all I should do? Oh. Oh man, I wish I had known that so long ago. I would have never shot Alexander Hamilton. See? I never would have tried to secede from the United States. You know, this is this is a new day in Aaron Burr's life. Well, that's what happens when you listen to your wife. God damn it. I'm Count sorry, Mrs. Count Aaron Burr, and mm. in honor of this, you may have your own first name. Thank you. And of course, uh, Aaron Burr did turn over a new leaf. He was very, very friendly from that point on. He didn't even shout uh, when he was sentenced to death for treason, which just goes to show if you practice anger management, your life will be a much more pleasant uh, experience for the length of time it lasts. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But make sure you count to ten before this. My name is Roy Singer, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cass and Wax. And yes, Aaron Burr did learn a lot from anger management. He did learn that you should count to ten before you have a violent outburst. It even lasted right up until his death when they brought him into the electric chair, because yes, they did use electricity at that time, because someone had traveled back in time with a time machine and showed them how to make one. But yes, Aaron Burr kept his cool through the entire thing. When they shaved his head minutes before the execution, he said nary a word, at least not a negative word, he said nice job on the haircut, because he thought he actually looked pretty good with a shaved head. When they stuffed cotton into his anus to keep him from messing himself after his death, he certainly didn't smile about it, but he didn't have one of his famous Aaron Burr violent outbursts, so you can tell it was definitely working. Next, they shaved his legs. Not a thing that men do, and Aaron Burr very much was not used to it. But he kept breathing <sighs> as they were doing it, and he did not yell at any of the leg-shaving people or the face-shaving people who were shaving his face as well, because you do need your face shaved as well. On the other hand, there was a bit of a snafu, which was that when they asked him if he had any last words, he was only able to slowly count to ten before they killed him, and was never actually able to say what his last angry words would have been. Probably a pretty good deal. So make sure that you practice anger management when you're facing angry-making situations like Aaron Burr did. My name is Roy Singer, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. Slam Jackson! Adventurist! The Search for Frank by Pete Bowers, Charles Berman, and Eddie Kirchner. Part 2, Killer Robot Gorillas. Our narrative commences, oh lovely listenership, with that sweltering subduer of the sorted, that private investigator, world traveler, and fame! 
famed adventurist, Slam Jackson. Get down. Further squandering the generous funds paid to him by Rory Sinjin on a luxurious vacation to Mogadishu, Somalia. Are you joking? I could have been in the opera in Rome right now. Faith in Bakora! You really dodged a bullet there! Yes, I did. From the gorilla shooting people over there, which would have been completely unnecessary in Rome. Yes, indeed! Never a naysayer of the necessary, our dynamic doer of the daring has forsaken the boring world of opera and headed immediately into the most action-packed and exciting locale he could find. What are you spending your incredibly wealthy client's money on here, Slam? Nothing. I can't. There is no system of money here. There's practically no government. Correctamundo, pal of mine! So when I traced Rory's check to Somalia- <laughs> Ow! Hey! I felt that! Anyway, so when I traced Rory's check to Somalia- Did you hear what I just said? Yes! So when I traced Rory's check to Somalia- Okay, how did you trace his check here? I don't even think there are banks. It wasn't... cashed... in a bank. Go on. Well, it was more of a document than a check. What kind of document? A desperate letter from Miriam Allen, daughter of the late Frank Allen, detailing the vast funds he left sitting in a safe deposit box in Mogadishu and how we- This is the last time I let you do any research. Frank Allen doesn't have a daughter. Or so you think, O oh misinformed marauder of mercy. This was emailed on official stationery. Great. So we're in danger of getting shot because of no more evidence than a chain email that Frank Allen is anywhere in the same- Frank Allen? Did you say Frank Allen? Well, actually, sir, Mr. or would that be Corporal Admiral? Why, yes, incoherently attired Somalian gorilla! This international crusader for justice is seeking Frank Allen! He's been paid off by a wealthy American to do it! I should kill you for associating with Frank Allen! Well, sir, I am sure we can come to some- But I really only got into this guerrilla thing because my friends were doing it. This is Talred Alwani, Army Territory. Frank Allen's territory is over that way. You mean, Frank Allen has a guerrilla army in Somalia? Gee, where do you get that impression? They're called tract or faction. Thanks, Brigadier! Here's a bribe! Thanks. Have a great day. Excuse me, is this Frank Allen's- No, it is not, Slam Jackson. Beep boop. This army belongs to me! Bloop bleep! Holy shit! It is one of Slam Jackson's least robotic of nemesis, the ferocious and fairest President Robot Mugabe! He's not actually made of metal. He eats a lot of red meat! Okay, what are you doing here? I am leading a guerrilla army in Africa! Beep bop bloops! What the hell does it look like, bloop popping? Prez, do you really have to do that? Yes! Click were. Look, my parents got my name wrong too. I don't go around body slamming everyone I meet. You don't really have to kill Africans or talk like a robot. This does not compute! What do you mean, imperialist scum? Leap lop? Imagine yourself killing Africans. I do not have to. Click were. Okay, imagine not killing Africans. Okay, operation has completed successfully. Beep. Doesn't that seem better? Yes. Ding. Thank you. You could even think about changing that name to Preston Robert Johnson. What your dad was actually trying to write? That would be great. Ding. Oops. I mean, just, that would be great. How does one go about doing that? And do you think Frank Allen would buy back this guerrilla army? 
I think he was trying to destroy some machine, so I came to my fellow mechanism's rescue. How does one go about changing his name? Will the authorities get in the way? Are there authorities in Somalia? What machine was Frank Allen hoping to destroy? Try, if you can, to ensure that all your body parts remain attached for the next installment of Slam Jackson. The Search for Frank! In that episode of The Search for Frank, Slam Jackson was Jack Kumrad, the narrator was Mickey Weichner, Somalian Gorilla was Greg D'Angelo, and President Robot Mugabe was Charles Berman. And thank you for listening to all of that. So, um, let's, let's begin with The Search for Frank. Uh, Slam, you've gone to Somalia. Now, I know I did say something about going to third world countries a while back, but I didn't think you actually would do it because it didn't seem, you know, useful. And here you are going to third world countries. I, I mean, I suppose, again, I suppose it's good that you went because we got information about Frank. I don't know why he would have a guerrilla army, tractor faction or not. I, 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 I didn't expect that of him. Well, you know, these things happen, I suppose. So, he was trying to destroy a machine. What do you think, Scape? Was he trying to destroy my litter box? No, I doubt he was. What, why would he be doing that? Well, I have a litter box that, like, like, it moves and it touches my poops and stuff. And right, yes, no, uh, I do know that. All right, uh, for the listeners who don't know, uh, Scape has a litter box that is an electric litter box. So uh, I think, you know, it, it senses that the cat gets in the litter box and, and does its business. And ten minutes later, it's it electronically, I mean, not electronically, but an electric, you know, device, a, a machine, rakes the sand. You know, it, it scoops out the droppings or the, you know, urine cakes, you know, I suppose is what you'd call them, and it drops them in a little box so that uh, they are not sitting in the in the litter box all the time. And for some reason, this baffles Scape. It's right, it's right here, it's my poops. I don't understand. I, I go over and I'm like, here's the sand, that's where you're supposed to go. And I put it, I move a little sand over and I'm like, let me drop in a little turd here. Boop, boop, boop. And I cover it up and I'm like, it's done. It's covered. Nobody can see it. Don't worry about it. But then I go away, and then a little bit later, the machine is like, Yes, no. Right. Yes, that's the sound it makes when it's scooping the droppings out. This is what it's supposed to do. I don't understand, okay? I don't get it. Escape, you've had this litter box for your entire life, practically. I think... You know, ten years you've had this litter box and you're not used to it still. This is ridiculous. I don't! Why would you want to touch my poops? I don't want to touch your poops, but that's the point. So that I don't have to, a machine does it. Well, that's weird. All I'm saying is, if Frank Allen is making an army to kill my litter box, I can understand why. No, that's not why. That's not what he's doing. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's get to the letters. Uh, we have some letters this week, and we have two. First one uh, is addressed to me. It's, it's, it's called Mending Fences, uh, and I believe it's a, uh, referring to last week, Rory, I will take your statements following your extra-historical reading as an apology. Perhaps I had overreacted, but similarly, I hope you can come to us in the future with questions you have, rather than making false assumptions in a public forum. I suppose now we can begin the slow and rocky repairing of our friendship. I feel better having gotten that all out in the open. However... In regard to your statement to Scapey, claiming that not having fingers is a disability, I will have you know that the state of New York determined many years ago that I was not disabled enough to get into state parks for free. So legally, I guess I am not disabled enough 
That being said, I'm unsure how this applies to non-humans. Furthermore, my not having fingers does not prevent me from playing instruments, Scapey. Try thinking outside the box. If you need help, maybe I can help you find a way around your lack of fingers. On that note, Rory, I have actually worked out an arrangement with the people facilitating the Diner slash Decker and Hayes crossover, so no harm, no foul there. Hope Jordan and Frank turn up soon. All the best to you guys. Angela Schwartz. Um, uh, well, you're, you're welcome for the apology. Um... Which I, I suppose is what it was. Uh, regarding you not having fingers, that's a, that's a little misleading. You do have fingers. You know, you have fingers on one hand. So I, I know that you can play guitar, but that's because you, 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 you have fingers on one hand to fret with, and then the other hand is, is for strumming. It's, it's a different situation. Scape has no fingers. He can't play the ukulele. He can't just paw at the, the frets. It's, it doesn't, do, I mean, it doesn't do anything. It, perhaps if I, you know, retuned the ukulele to play a chord straight across and then he could try to do bar chords but then he could only play major chords or minor chords he could not switch between the two uh, listen i'm just saying it's not as, as simple as you make it sound the fact that you have half of your fingers i think makes your life a little easier than scapes yeah also i'm not sure if scape gets into state parks for free um as he is a cat perhaps he does um perhaps he's not allowed in state parks at all i'm not sure yeah that's not really a that's not really a yeah one, but good for you. All right. It is good. I'm glad that you like it. All right. Um, so thank you for writing in, Angela, and I appreciate that. Uh, and I'm glad that you're working something out with the Dino Decker and his crossover. So uh, Jordan expressed kind of a negative feeling about it, but I, I, I don't see why. You know, like I said, it's uh, someone being a fan of his work. He likes that. So it should be a good crossover, I imagine. All right. We've got another email here, um, also addressed to me. Let's see what it says. Dear Rory, I just want to congratulate and thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. For being the dedicated friend that you are. Clearly, your efforts have contributed greatly to our search for our dear friend Jordan. From the very beginning, your calm, collected nature and level-headed approach of waiting multiple weeks to be contacted by Jordan before becoming concerned about his whereabouts were invaluable. How silly of Devin and me to become concerned so quickly and involve the police before we had really waited long enough to know he was in trouble. Even sillier because... After thorough investigation, you discovered incredibly valuable evidence from an eyewitness, his cat. Now we can go to the police, who have surely not discovered the signs of a struggle in their examination of the crime scene, nor concluded that he was forcibly removed from his apartment. They will be grateful to hear this first-hand account from his cat, and will not think we are crazy for explaining that it was indeed his cat who told us the whole situation. Good, I'm glad this is working out. Further, your decision not to hire Slam Jackson to assist us in our search was surely the right one. After all, you're already spending a lot of money for Slam to enjoy himself in Europe while looking for Frank Allen, someone you consider a friendly acquaintance in the best of times. This is absolute selflessness, and you would seem to be remiss to remove him from the case and help find someone we consider a very close friend. Scapey, in all seriousness, you should probably have told your mom what you saw, whether or not we could have used it to help the investigation. It's important for her to know that you are patrolling the house and will alert her when something goes wrong. You wouldn't like her to know that there were six cans of chicken moist food in the house and not tell you about them and just pretend they weren't there, would you? Okay, then. But I am sorry that Rory yelled at you. You are just a cat, and he was out of line. Next time I see you, I'll bring you two bowls of moist food, okay? I hear that's a good amount. Lynn. Uh, you know... The, the more I, I ruminate on this letter, the more I think uh, that it wasn't being forthcoming. I think, I mean, I, I, when I was reading it, I, I thought, you know, you're welcome for the thanks that you're giving me. But as I as I look back on it, I, I, I suspect there must have been some sort of sarcasm involved. Because uh, y y you wrote those two paragraphs to me, saying thank you for this and that, thank you for that. Uh, and then when you changed to address Scaper, you said, in all seriousness. So, I mean, does that mean the first two were not serious? And if, if so, that's, you know, rude. Uh, but I... I'm going to assume, well, let's, let's, let's assume you were being nice. Let's assume you were, I mean, because really, you know, chastising me for not hiring Slam Jackson, Jordan told me not to pull him off the, the account. He, he forced me to, to get them to look into Frank Allen, and I didn't even want to do it. But it was his wishes. 
So he's the one who wants me to continue this investigation, not myself. And as for, you know, the police situation, I, I can't help you there. As we've already shown on the podcast, I did forward to the police the ransom demand we got, except that it wasn't a ransom demand. It was proof that he wasn't really kidnapped, that he was enjoying it. So I doubt the police are going to be much help. I, that's all I'm saying. I doubt they will be much help. In my experience, they won't be much help. So, all right. Thank you for writing in, Lynn. Uh, you know, you've had your run-ins with the police, so I don't, I don't see why... All right. I don't see why you're giving me a hard time. So, anyway, please write in to us. Castinwax at gmail.com. Cast in wax at gmail.com and you can also send us in mp3s of yourself addressing us rather than you know writing us a letter oh and i did want to mention one other thing something jordan told me before he was kidnapped uh, which has been around for a little while and he kept forgetting to mention it as well cast and wax has a facebook page um let's see how you can find it uh, i believe if you go onto the internet and you go onto facebook and you go on a search and you type in cast in wax and you t and you hit enter yes it should bring you straight to the cast and wax page what we would like you to do is, um, you know, hit the like button on the Cast and Wax page so that you like the Cast and Wax page. I think last time I, I forgot to put a, um, a, 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 a post in the Cast and Wax page saying, oh, you know, here's the new episode. Uh, Jordan had been doing that for a few episodes before he left, but I forgot because I didn't work on that. But I can do that for him. It's not a problem. So you can go there, you can like it. And you can also, you know, throw in a, a little comment on the new episode and say, you know, I liked the part where Rory was awesome because Rory is, uh, you know, good at things. Oh, you mean I, you could say I liked the part Scapey sang? Because there was a part, if you remember, at the beginning, where I was singing a whole song. That part was pretty darn good, if you ask my opinion. I didn't. But, you know, I suppose if I did, then that would have been a good example of telling me your opinion. Well... Well, yes. So, yes, go do that. Go like it. Um, because right now, I believe... It, in order to get to Cast and Wax, you, it's like, you know, facebook.com slash pages slash cast hyphen in hyphen wax slash 19854294685103. And I believe once, uh, is it, is it, I can't recall. I think, I think it's like if 25 people or so say they like it, then, you know, we can call it facebook.com slash cast and wax or something like that. I, I, I have to look it up. Uh, Jordan knew it before he left, but, you know, he's not around. So, point is it should it should be very good um so make sure you do that and otherwise um yes i, I suppose uh that's about it right gaby yeah i guess sure all right well then um let's go and i will leave you with another one of jordan's uh, uh quickie covers he called them quickie covers uh he sometimes also called them twitter demos because uh he wasn't doing full production on them he would just you know figure out how to play the song and just quickly record it um this one is a, a recording of um the elton john song benny and the jets Hopefully you'll enjoy it, and as Jordan would say, uh, we will be seeing you. Hey kids, shake it us together, spotlights hitting something, laughing on the set of weather.
we make some majors. We shall survive and let us take ourselves along. When we find our parents in the streets, we find who's right and who's wrong. Sick and funny, and you see them, yeah. Oh, but the cell space down. But Benny and the Jets. <laughs>